Good day, my friends, and welcome to another moment, a Black History moment, and I hope this is a free day for you. And when I say free, I mean free from stress, free from pain, free from disloyalty, free from controversy, free from hard work, and free from any headache-bearing event in your life today. As Ice Cube may say, it's gonna be a good day. Just one, just one good day. Because they are rare and far between. You know, my friends, I've often heard that history repeats itself. Well, if that's true, I'm saying people of color, you better strap in because we got a hell of a ride ahead of us. And keep in mind, a mistake more than once is a decision. And it seems as though America doesn't want our history. It doesn't want our books. And I know that they want our athleticism, but they do not want us. And it seems after all this time that they have not learned that the truth is going to come out no matter what. When all else is laid to rest and destroyed, the truth will stand. So let's slip into darkness and learn some truth about that California state. You know, my friends, when gold was discovered in California, it was the worst thing that could have happened to that state because it rushed in a new era, one in which millions of settlers rushed to the little-known frontier in a wild race for riches. But as gold spelled prosperity and power for the white settlers who arrived in California in 1849, it meant total disaster for the state's peaceful indigenous population. In just 20 years, 20 years, 80% of California's Native Americans were wiped out. And of course, some died because of the seizure of their lands or diseases caught from the new settlers. Between 9,000 and 16,000, my friends, were murdered in cold blood. The victim of a policy of genocide sponsored by the state of California and greatly assisted by its newest citizens. As of today, my friends, California genocide is one of the most heinous chapters in the state's racial history, which also includes forced sterilization of people of Mexican descent and discrimination and internment of up to 120,000 people of Japanese descent during World War II. But before any of that, I say again, before any of that, one of the state's first priorities was to rid itself of its sizable Native American population. 
And man, it did so with a vengeance. California's native peoples had a long and rich history. Hundreds of thousands of Native Americans speaking up to 80 languages populated the area for thousands of years. But in 1848, California became the property of the United States as one of the spoils of the Mexican-American War. And just two years later, it became a state. And for that and the federal government, it was imperative both to make room for new settlers and to lay claim to gold on traditional tribal lands. And the white settlers themselves, motivated by bigotry and fear of Native people, were intent on removing the approximately 150,000 Native Americans who remained. You see, my friends, it was the white settlers who believed that it would be absolutely necessary to exterminate the so-called savages before they can labor much longer in the mines with security. And you know they were assisted by the government, which considered the so-called Indian problem to be one of the biggest threats to its sovereignty. And the legal basis for enslaving California's native people was effectively enshrined into law at the very first session of the state legislature, which officials gave white settlers the right to take custody of Native American children. Why? Why? They had already taken their land and taken most of their lives. Why would they want to take their children? And that law also gave white people the right to arrest Native people for minor offenses like loitering or possessing alcohol and made it possible for whites to put Native Americans convicted of crime to work to pay off the fines they occurred. Listen, my friends, we know what that is. That is indebted slavery which led to the enslavement of tens of thousands of Native Americans in the name of their, quote, protection. And that was just the beginning. Peter Hardman Burnett, the state's first governor, saw indigenous Californians as lazy, savage, and dangerous. And he acknowledged that white settlers were taking their territory and bringing diseases. And he felt that it was the inevitable outcome of the meeting of two races. Idiot. In the second state of address in 1851, he had the nerve enough to say the war of extermination will continue to be waged between the races until the Indian race becomes extinct. And while we cannot anticipate this result, but with painful regret, the inevitable destiny of the race is beyond the power or wisdom of man to avert. Ain't that some shit? And now this is the governor who didn't just refuse to avert such a conflict, he edged it on by setting aside state monies to arm local militia against Native Americans. The state, with the help of the U.S. Army, started assembling a massive arsenal, 
These weapons were to be given to local militia who were tasked at killing native people. State militias raided tribal outposts, shooting and sometimes scalping Native Americans, and soon local settlers began to do the killing themselves. Local governments put bounties on Native Americans' heads and paid settlers for stealing the horses of the people they murdered and would not punish Indian killers, but instead reward them. State militia expeditions helped inspire vigilantes to kill at least 6,460 California Indians between 1846 and 1873. The U.S. Army also joined in the killing by exterminating at least 1,600 native Californians. Large massacres wiped out entire tribal populations. 400 Pomo people, including women and children, were slaughtered by the U.S. Cavalry and local volunteers at Clear Lake, north of San Francisco. White settlers and the California government enslaved native people and forced them to labor for ranchers through at least the mid-1860s. Native Americans were then forced onto reservations and their children forced to attend Indian assimilation schools. You see, whiteness wanted the body and the athleticism, but did not want the culture. A hundred thousand Native Americans died during the first two years of the gold rush alone. And I'm sorry, people, but I get choked up when I learn facts like that. And by 1873, only 30,000 indigenous people remained of around 150,000. The state spent a total of $1.7 million a staggering sum in its day to murder up to 16,000 people. Today, California has the United States' largest Native American population and is home to some 109 federally recognized tribes. But, but the state's treatment of Native people during its founding days and the role the slaughter of Native Americans played in establishing California prosperity is little known because California only apologized for the genocide it carried out against its indigenous residents in, get this, 2019. Now you see, my friends, this is the truth. And this is the shit that they do not want taught to our children in schools. And do you really have to guess why? Because it makes them look bad. Everything whiteness has done since their arrival here has made them look bad. But they don't want to own up to it. They don't want the truth to be told. Because the truth hurts. And it will continue to hurt until they own up to its existence. And then, and only then, 
will they be free of the conscience that bothers them. And that conscience is really making them hurt. America is hurting. And they know how to stop the pain, but they would rather die than let the truth be known. (laughs) Craziness for sure. Well, my friends, we know what that music is. It's time for me to get out of here. But I just want to say, if you happen to be a new listener, come back. I'm sure you will learn something here. So before I get out of here, I got to leave you with this message. And that message is the greatest, I'll say again, the greatest present people live in is the fear of what other people think. Hello. Have a great day, my friends. Until next time, it has been my honor.